This podcast is now streaming on the Accounting Influencers main show. Subscribe to the Accounting Influences podcast to listen to more content just like this. You can also watch this episode on YouTube. Please like and subscribe to learn even more from the very best experts, thought leaders and influencers in the accounting and fintech world. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Insights in Accounting. Insights in Accounting. Sponsored by Iris. With Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. Welcome to the Insights in Accounting show with me, Rob Brown. On behalf of the Accounting Influences podcast, one of five shows going out every day. And I'm thrilled to have with me today our guest interviewee. It's Carl Reader talking about the news. Hello, Carl. Hey, Rob. Delighted to be on this. And five a day, that is just phenomenal. I don't know how you do it. You're churning out more content than me. Well, it's not quite five a day. It's five every week, one every day. But still, you're right. It's I still good going. It's still a good big going. undertaking. Now, Carl, you're no stranger to the news. You can't be sharp, sharp eye on what's going on in the accounting and fintech world. What has caught your eye over the past few weeks? Yeah, sure. So look, there's loads of stuff going on. If we were to talk about the last few weeks at the time of recording, we've had a new prime minister. We've had the queen passing away. We've had the economy just literally falling apart. We've had things going on left, right and centre. And this is an international show, Carl, not just UK this show. So it's the same with all countries, isn't it? There's a lot of transition, a lot of change, a lot of volatility and uncertainty. There is. But what I want to do is actually talk about a post on LinkedIn. We had all this big stuff going on in my world, and I want to narrow down to something that actually I believe is important for professionals, whether accountants or in fact anybody, um, anybody who's working at the moment to bear in mind, because it's a real concern of mine, what I'm seeing going on. And this post was about the week, the weekends being for the week. Now, some of, some of the listeners would have seen this post and it was a semi-viable post and somebody commented, on it, don't don't give this balloon any more air. However, what I've seen is that there's a really, really, really worrying trend, Rob. And it started with youngsters, and this is hustle culture. And I saw it with my son, Jordan. So some, some of the listeners might know my son, Jordan, because he's also in the FinTech space. And at an early age, I'm gonna share warts and all, uh, Jordan's career path. He started his own business and he subscribed to the Gary Vaynerchuk hustle mentality. You know, get up at 5 a.m., 4 a.m., whatever time in the morning, be it the 4 a.m. club, go to the gym, do this, do that. Fill your day with productivity and you're lucky if you go to bed by midnight and then rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And I guess, thankfully, at that age, he had the energy for it. However, the problem I'm seeing is that hustle culture is permeating outside of what Gary Vaynerchuk's core base might be, which is kids wanting to make a few quid. And it's permeating amongst professionals, it's permeating amongst those of all ages, and it's simply not healthy. So that was a post that really caught my mind. And it's something that I believe we should see as newsworthy, and we should open a frank and honest conversation about it, which I'm happy to do here today. Let's do that, Carl. We'll put a link to this piece in the show notes, because this is exactly the show where we pick up on something that's being put out there in the public domain. And this hustle culture, if people are employed, it's not just for entrepreneurs, it's this idea of discretionary effort, going above and beyond, doing the commute, coming in early, leaving late, jacket over the chair culture, whoever leaves late is the winner. 
and effort equates to success, doesn't it? But it has consequences. It has a cost. Absolutely. So, um, well, most people of our age will know that cost if they've tried going down the hustle route. Um, certainly for myself, I'm going to bear warts and all. I had a mini stroke at the age of about 30-ish. Um, I've had threatened um, heart attack. That was, Christ, when was that? It was, it was really recently. It was like a year and a half ago. Um, so I obviously haven't learned my lesson. But health does catch up with you at some point. But the problem is, it's not just health. To be productive professionals and to deliver the service and to deliver the goodwill that our colleagues expect, that our team members expect, that our um, managers expect, that our clients expect, that our stakeholders in the community expect, there's a brutal reality that we have to be there to deliver it. And we can only be there to deliver it if we're there for ourselves and we have a balanced life. Now, a balanced life, isn't just work-life balance, take two days off, work five days. It's actually across the board with health, fitness, mental health, spirituality, financials, everything that comes into play that impacts what's going on up here. And the problem with the hustle culture is that if you get sucked into that mindset that the weekends are for the week, if you get sucked into the 5am club mindset that you must be up earlier than everyone else, you must train harder than everyone else, then the reality is you're going to neglect your relationships, you're going to neglect your family, you're going to neglect your physical health. And that can only go one way. And we know, Carl, that practitioners are busy. Everybody seems busy these days. There's always too much to do. Your to-do list never ends. And it does leak into the evenings and into the weekends. And there's a responsibility for good people to want to get the job done and deliver on the promises they make to clients, for instance. So you do get wrapped up in this hustle culture that becomes the norm. I remember a story from Tom Peters, who wrote Re-Engineer in the Corporation, and he did millions of miles every year around the globe doing conferences, and he lost a bet once, and he had to spend a month in a cabin in the mountains with no internet, no Wi-Fi. And when he came down off the mountain, he said, it wasn't until two weeks in that I realized how stressed I was and how much that hustle had become the norm for me. And I was delivering at high levels of cortisol and stress that I didn't realize. And when it becomes the norm, that's danger signs. It really is. And listen, to put this into context, I'm cer I certainly don't practice everything I preach, Rob. So I'm happy to share my vulnerabilities here as well. I remember the very first time I could check emails on holiday. August 2003. In fact, um, it might have been a little bit before. Um, no, it's August 2003. And it was when I realized that on a cruise ship, you could get access to internet. And they had these internet cabins. Do you remember the old fashioned internet cafes? You'd go up there, you'd log in, and there was a satellite beam to the ship. And I was like, wow, I can work. And I only went on to check my ACCA results because I had my first set of exams. But I got stuck in that rabbit hole and I started checking emails and so on. And very soon it was the BlackBerry and I was always on nonstop. So realistically, probably the start of 2003 was when I started getting emails remotely. I've never switched off my emails more than a weekend. And that's a worrying sign. And you're right, there's, um, there's a whole host of um, nasty stuff going on in our body based on that stress of always being on. So it's something that we really, really do need to think about. Now, there's a concept, Rob, that I'd like to share with your listeners, which is the concept of glass balls rubber balls. And those who've heard me speak um, might have come across this. I've shared it a couple of times. I'm going to share it a couple of more times and then I'm mixing up my topics. But glass balls, rubber balls is a really important concept. And this was a concept that was um, shared with me by a guy called Brad Smith. Now, Brad is the CEO of Intuit and or was the CEO of Intuit. 
um, extremely wealthy guy, extremely successful guy. He was really kind enough to actually put a review on my book as well. Um, Rob, have you heard of this concept before I dive into it? No, I haven't. So go ahead. So um, what you need to bear in mind is that in life, you're juggling all the time. Now, I haven't got balls to demonstrate this right now. Um, certainly not balls that I can get out on camera. But if you imagine you're juggling at, you've got all of these balls in the air. And most of us can juggle one ball, we can juggle two balls, we can juggle three balls, maybe, four balls, probably not, five, probably not, six, you're either in clown school or you're going to drop one. Now, the beauty of juggling with juggling balls is that they bounce. They're either made of um, you know, a soft material, sort of like that squidgy beanie material, that will bounce up so slightly, or they're made of rubber, so they'll bounce a bit higher. The problem is, not all balls are made equally. So, when we're looking at our life, we need to make sure that we differentiate between the glass balls and the rubber balls. Okay. Now, the problem is, I share this concept, and the typical busy professional will think, ah, glass balls, so that's my important client over there, that's my manager who I can't do without, that's that's this person, that's this relationship, that's this bit of software. No, 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 no. Your balls are everything in your life. Your spouse or your life partner. It's your family members. It's your health. It's your mental health. It's your spirituality. It's all of these things that come into play to make us who we are. And the reality is that our financial situation is only one of those balls. Our career or vocation is only one of those balls. Our hobbies is only one of those balls. We need to make sure that we protect those glass balls. How do we know the difference between a glass ball and a rubber ball? Only when we drop it. And I'm thinking this hustle culture, we wear it as a badge of honor, don't we? How are you doing? Oh, really busy. So many voicemails, so many emails to get through. So many people want to talk to me you succumb to that peer pressure of wanting to appear really successful and really busy and you're scared of what people will say if you say things are a little bit quiet or I'm taking some downtime or I'm enjoying my weekends you don't reply like that do you it brings me back to the um the parable of the fisherman so I'm going to go with a Hawaiian fisherman it's probably an official name for it most people would have heard about it but where the busy exec goes out and tells the fisherman you know what you should do you should be getting loads of fish you should scale up have lorries distribution centers why would I do that? Oh, so you can retire and do fishing all day. And we all get caught on that treadmill. So so I guess this is a really long-winded way of basically saying this hustle culture is a load of nonsense. If anyone is subscribing to the fact that working faster and harder is going to achieve the, every result that they want in life, they're sadly mistaken. And Rob, you know, I know that you've had um, health challenges in the past, which may or may not have been linked to working hard. I've had health challenges, which may or may not have been linked to working very hard. The reality is we don't know for certain if these health challenges are caused by this, but we know there's a correlation and wouldn't we be best to protect what health we've got? So one, one last thing, Rob, what's your, what's your end goal? What's your number? You mean in terms of revenue or income or money in the bank? Net worth, your, your pension fund, whatever we call it. Uh, let's say a million pounds. Million pounds, okay, so million pound, million dollars, that's relatable for a lot of people. If you're on your deathbed, Rob, and you could pay half of that, to have the conversations that you didn't have, would you? In a, in a heartbeat, wouldn't you? There you go. Episode and without done. your health, you're right. Nothing Episode in life done. has very much flavor. Yeah. You're right, Carl. My stroke and my epilepsy are on public record. And who knows to what degree they were caused by or aided by my work. But God promises tomorrow to nobody. Absolutely. Absolutely. You'll see here, um, time waits for no man. Yeah, one of your tattoos. Yeah, so every time I look at my watch, it's a reminder. Um, the second one, Rob, you get, you're almost getting a full show here. <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, Carl is rolling up his sleeves on the video, which you'll be able to see on YouTube as well. What have we got there, Carl? No problem. So I've got a script in Arabic. 
which I actually had done after my mini stroke, which reads, without health, there's no happiness. Without happiness, there's nothing. Or something along those lines. Uh, but again, this is a health-based one. We need to remember that there's no second chance at this stuff. And for any professionals listening, they might think, wow, you know, this stuff is, I know this. I know that my health's important, but I've got 100 clients to call back and I've got 200 emails to deal with and so on. All I can say is this, and please don't hate me for saying this, you're not that important. People don't care that much. Nobody emails the fire brigade. So if it's an emergency, if they needed you that moment, they would get back to you. But the reality is, if you focus on on that pile of emails, and that pile of phone calls, and those piles of clients who are demanding too much of you. If you're focusing on the stuff that keeps you busy, you know, think of Stephen Covey's matrix. You've got importance and urgency, and it might be important to someone else. It's probably not important to you, but it's urgent because the notifications are pinging and the phone's ringing and everything's attacking you, you know, on your phone, on your computer screen and everything. What you need to do is reassess what's important for you. And I can guarantee it's not every single one of those emails and every single phone call. It's your kids at home. It's your family. It's your health. And Carl, just to wrap this up, obviously we're getting a lot of personal stuff from you here. Going back to the piece you saw on LinkedIn, what was the what were the key points that were coming out from that? Where was the balance lying? Okay, so the feedback so it went mini, a mini viral post. It got about you know probably about two thousand engagements. So. It was a well done post, but probably not enough to um, to have any real benefit for the poster. In truth, um, having been about the block, having had posts like that, if you're a bit of a plonker on social media but get engagement, it can sometimes be detrimental to you unless it's stratospheric. Um, there is such a thing as bad PR. The reaction from most people was actually, "What the heck?" That was the reaction from most people, and. I'm glad to see it. However, and this is a really important caveat, Rob. Logically, everybody knew it's ridiculous. Was the post promoting the hustle culture, Carl? Absolutely, yes. Logically, everyone knew it was ridiculous. Everyone knew that you should have a weekend and so on. But in reality, they were all on LinkedIn at a weekend. And we hear a lot about quiet quitting now and the great resignation. This is the anti-hustle culture of, well, I'm just going to do the minimum to get by. So it's one of those things that gets discussed about, but not always put into practice. People want to get away from the hustle culture, but they still subscribe to it implicitly, don't they? This is it. Look, so best thing you can do, and um, for those who are on video, they'll see this, but if not, I'll describe it. Two phones, one phone for work, one phone for personal. Just get used to differentiating your work life and your home life. Now, I've transformed myself just by doing that. And at weekends, I have my personal phone only. And I don't touch Slack or Teams or Google Me or any of that stuff. And I try and have as much of a separation as possible. So that's one really easy step. A second step is things like email batching and so on. Again, stuff that the audience would have heard, probably haven't implemented. Carlos has been great. There's a lot of stuff we can do there intentionally to unsubscribe from the hustle culture, not quite dip into quiet quitting, but there's a lot we can do to strike more of a balance in our lives. We'll get you talking on this more in the future, but thanks for today for joining us on the Insights in Accounting Show. Well, it's been a pleasure. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Insights in Accounting with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. Giving you the edge, the latest news, analysis, and recommendations in the accounting and fintech world. Sponsored by Iris.